only ones who gods care about is themselves. So this is my vow. All gods will die. All right, I'm back again, and I'm here with Joselito. What's going on? Hey, what's going on? So we just saw an early screening of the new Thor movie, Love and Thunder. Yes, Love and Thunder. Yeah, so we just got out of the theater watching it. Got a lot of feelings about it. Let's start off with, what did you think? I didn't have a lot of expectation going in because I had a feeling it was going to be a certain type of movie, and it actually was that type of movie. <laughs> I'll say that it's an entertaining movie. I'll say that it's entertaining, but it fell yeah. short of what I wanted it to be. But I enjoyed it as a movie. Okay. I enjoyed it too, but I also felt like with the director, Mr. Waititi, uh, his stuff is just so dense with stuff. It's like quick-witted humor. Yeah. You're watching it, but at the same time, there might be stuff going on over your head as well. While I was watching, I was thinking like, I need to watch this again, because I know it's like a whole bunch of stuff I'm missing. Not only jokes, but even other stuff that might be going on, because it's just so much stuff all at once. And you really, truly can't take it in, I feel, in one sitting. It's like, I know I missed a lot of stuff, even though I, I was hanging on to the story and stuff, but it was just so much going on. A lot of shorthand, a lot of things that just was happening and some of it was kind of like tied into the previous movie and things like that and it was just a lot and you just kind of had to quickly get acclimated to what was going on because it wasn't really waiting for you you know yeah that's the thing i was worried about with this movie because this director is known for being very um kind of like winking at the audience mm -hmm. with his humor and i was worried and actually my worries were you know came to light and it was exactly what i was worried about that i thought that this movie was kind of a culmination of from his other movies where i thought that he was kind of going overboard in terms of his style of humor where mm -hmm. like the subject matter is serious and you can have jokes in it but i thought it was too much to the point where it kind of negated the main villain yeah. And, and the seriousness of the subject matter and it also I noticed too as a writer the characters all the different characters in the movie yeah. they almost talk the same because that humor style where it's just a lot of rambling yeah 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 every character was doing that and so that kind of I thought that that kind of like made it harder to distinguish I mean yes when you watch it you know, Thor is Thor and Jane is Jane and Valkyrie is Valkyrie. But right. as you watch the movie, I noticed that the way that they talked huh. almost became like, like if you closed your eyes and couldn't know like if it was a male or female, right. you wouldn't be able to distinguish which character was talking because they were all talking with the same type of cadence. Okay. And that's one of the things that as a writer, you learn, one of the things you have to learn is to find a way to have your characters talk so that they're talking doesn't sound like everybody else. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I think, one of the weaker points of the movie. Not, okay. it, It's not a deal breaker, but it right. definitely, I think, affected it for me in terms of the impact of the movie for me. That's fair. That's fair. I never thought of it like that, but that's true. 
because um, everybody's kind of quippy. And this is like an open discussion, so there's spoilers and stuff. But I thought it was very interesting how it starts off very heavy. You don't know what planet or anything he's from, but basically a father and his daughter crossing the desert. And you don't know how they got out there or why they're out there. And um, ends up his, his daughter ends up passing. For some reason, he gets up and starts walking. He sees something. I thought it wasn't going to be real. And come to find out, he was looking for this God. And he found the God, but after the fact that his daughter died and he kind of gave up all hope. And he goes to the God looking for help or just to be like, you know, I found you. And, and then the way the God reacted to him, that kind of, you know, thought nothing of him or his people. Cause he's saying, we're the last ones. I'm your last believer. And he was like, well, when you're gone, I'll have others. And he was very dismissive. And even though I thought that threw off the tone a little bit, the way, the way he acted, the way that scene was, you know, it was even things where he threw fruit at him and stuff. It was like, it, it was just so contrasty to the situation. Like sometimes I think stuff that's heavy should be heavy. And you can yeah. do it without making it a joke or or making somebody seem like they're a joke. And sometimes I think that defeats the moment, you know, especially when you have all these heavy themes. There's a lot of heavy themes in here that was treated very lightly. And I thought they were messing up in a way, good opportunities for, for some weight. Because sometimes you don't want it to be depressing, but sometimes you want something that's going to make it stick to your ribs because it touched you in a certain kind of way. But if everything's a joke, then it's already hard enough to have movies that you feel something could happen. You know, like it's some stakes to it. It's very hard. And so when you don't give it a time to even let the viewer even attempt to think that it could be possibly some stakes that's gonna happen, it, it just kind of takes the air out of it. So you just kind of watch and wait to see what's gonna happen next versus just hanging on to the thing that just, you know, happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that intro scene, the levity, while I understand that from the perspective of the the God that was just being just callous towards him and think treating him as a joke, mm -hmm. we could envision like maybe that's how some of the like the old school type gods mm -hmm. treated their worshippers that they were beneath them. But it's almost like when I saw the way that he acted towards him, I literally like saw the director standing there. It's as if it was coming from the perspective of what I think the director mm -hmm. might feel about the whole subject in terms of like whether or not, you know, just very n no seriousness to it. Yeah. And I, I get that the levity is, is great, but yeah. again, it just feels like this movie, like I said, I liked the movie, it was entertaining, but it loses the impact of the subject matter it's just there's so much like constant right when you're getting to a part where it starts getting serious right. it's like throwing a joke and it's like when are we gonna stick to the suit i mean i felt like it was just it was tilting almost too much to the jokey side where the my one of my favorite parts in the movie was the only stretch of the movie where there was like mo the seriousness when Valkyrie, Thor, and, and Jane are all tight, you know, in the negative realm or whatever. That was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's all black. There's no color. Right. And how he's talking to each one of them and how he's saying, like... Oh, that was powerful. That was, like... And I, I wish like that. that the movie had more of that. Me too, me and, too. And he could have... And the, and the story could have still had that where one of the things I think that they kind of glossed over is... Um, one of the things I think that was a kind of like a big waste of time mm -hmm. um, was 
the abduction of the children and how the children yeah. was were involved because the children didn't really serve like when when I watched the movie I never felt that the children were going to be in any danger whatsoever. Right. I mean, if with with the director, there was no way that the children would any of the children would have been killed or any right. of the children would have been tortured. That would have just been overboard, overboard. Right. And it was, I think, done more to like make it more like a family friendly film. But at the right. same time, it's like you. I just felt like it's great that the kids are included but they're not really in danger right. and, and there's yeah. no that was there's no stakes yeah. i would have rather had where the god butcher um christian bale right. is is defeating these gods and then you could see as he's killing each of each of the gods that he's killing right you could see that there that's the tension that and that could be the story that that that's could be the moral that he's trying to give to them not just that they're ignoring mortals right. but they're finally getting to know what it's like to face death something right. that they've never really faced before right. and why they dismiss worshipers because worshipers are just mortal to them and yeah. will just pass away that would have been a great story yes i i thought that that was what was going to be kind of covered to right. to add to the weight of the thing but they yeah. kind of glossed over it so it didn't only until the very end for me did like I kind of empathize with the God Butcher mm -hmm. but nothing about him even the fact that he had a daughter right I didn't really the reason why I didn't really sympathize with him not when she died mm -hmm. but the fact that he captured the children and, and put them yeah. in danger that made me think he's not really a father he's more just a narcissist mm. because if he was a real father mm. kind of like the way Thanos Thanos is that weird villain where you kind of have this weird respect because you notice how Thanos interacts with children he has this like fatherly like yeah. adoration towards children which you wouldn't think a, a tyrant like him would have Right. that's right. what I thought that the God Butcher would be like where yeah. He would kill the gods, but he would have this kind of like a sacred right. rule where he wouldn't hurt children because his own child was killed. And so yeah. he would treat all children like people he'd want to protect. That's where yeah, I thought it was yeah. kind of th threw him off and it didn't give me any sympathy for him because once he wants to put children in danger, it's like yeah. I, I have no sympathy for a villain like that. He didn't come off to me as a real father. Yeah. Because if he was a real father, even though his his daughter had died, he would have treated all children as if, you know, they were his own children and he wouldn't want to hurt them. In the same mm. way that Thanos also has this, like, adoring, you know, even though it's tyrannical and crazy, yeah. adoring love for children right. in that same way. That's, that's a good point. I was kind of tripping off the fact that he would, even though I didn't know if he was going to real, if he really meant it when he put the children in danger or not. But the fact that he even thought to even use them as a piece, like there's other things he could have did to lure Thor to him without involving the children. I thought, yeah, as a father, why would you even play with that? And the thing about it is, with him being a father, I should have felt like, well, he wouldn't hurt those kids. But I almost didn't really know if he would or not. I couldn't tell if he was really... Yeah. You know, doing it as a ploy to get Thor to come out there, or he really gonna hurt those kids. And then also mentioning, you know, what you brought up with that part about him, you know, speaking to Valkyrie and Mighty Thor and and Thor. 
in that scene, I like how intimate it was. I like how he kind of broke them down and related to them, but still had his mission. And also, when I saw that, the way he was acting, I was thinking like, okay, he could play the Joker as well. If I see him yes. in the future as playing the Joker, I'm like, as good as the Batman he was, he would be a great Joker as well, if that ever came down the line. But, um, and also the thing with the kids, like you said, like even that way the kids are dismissive and Thor being uncomfortable talking to the kids when he yeah, was in there, was, like he was projected he never, there and he was like, the kid was like, you know, get out of here or I'm done or just, just all, it's just like even intention. It was just this smart comments and dismissiveness and just like, let it be some weight. You know, like when, in those movies where like when they're trying to rescue like, you know, people or, and, and somehow they're trying to, they get to the place and they're, they're trying to, they're trying to whisper to them to help them escape. You always feel like tense, like, oh my God, hurry up because the bad guy might come in and find you in there. Right, right. And all the times that Thor was talking to them, like you never got the senses. Is the God Butcher gonna like walk in on him talking to them? Like there's no, I was, I never felt like there was that tension that that was, that the kids, like oddly enough, I thought the kids were actually safer (laughs) being in that, in that cage because as long as they were in the cage they were never gonna have to be involved in the actual fighting whenever the god butcher was on some other planet fighting other you know the other gods and trying to kill other gods yeah because even if they would have used the angle of him trying to protect them on the under or something but even if that was the case they didn't have anything to tie that together so it really just seemed seemed odd what they could have done is he could have been capturing children mm-hmm. not capturing them but kind of taking children whose well. parents were killed and then recruiting them because they're gonna he's gonna say look your gods didn't save your parents mm-hmm. kind of in the same way that Thanos right. basically recruited Gamora when she was young in that same way that he could have been recruiting his army of the kids eventually would, where they're going to grow up and become future god but mm-hmm. I mean that's just throwing it out there but that's a perfect example of how you could have had used to utilize him having kids right. in a better way because he's going to make them see that their belief and their faith is a stupid thing to have because you can't rely on gods and right, that right. could have been a perfect thing but again like you said like every scene with the kids like Heimdall's mm-hmm. son it's just it, there's no seriousness to it you're like yeah, you're never they, worried that the kids are not, anything's gonna happen to them and even it's the stuff with the name like his name was Ansel or something and said call me Axel you know yeah, Astrid, like, Astrid, Astrid. Yeah. That, that banter it's just like okay you're in danger and you're <laughs> arguing about somebody's name yeah exactly. you know and it's just like and the kid want to claim his new name it's like okay the tone was just so off because parts of it was kind of like man I love to watch this with the kids because the kids empowerment part not this neat but then also they show Thor's butt and they do a lot of cursing in it and it's a whole bunch of innuendos that's obvious and it's just like so you know yeah you're trying to pretend like you said you're throwing these kids in there to make it like a family film but but it's not it's not the way Zeus gets killed I mean that's pretty like that's pretty like jarring yes and he so, played off like it was a joke, and that's Zeus. Yeah, exactly. And it, you know, it's just like, even if it was a joke, it's almost kind of like certain things you don't mess with in a way. And I just thought it was, the funny thing is, is, I don't know if they realize it or if that's the joke in it of, of itself. Thor is trying to recruit the gods to help him yeah. from a guy who's killing gods, and he ends up actually killing Zeus, which is actually <laughs> what he was trying to prevent in the first place. That's why mm-hmm. it's like, uh, you know, I didn't 
get that. And they didn't have no concern or, or felt bad or anything. They just went on, got his weapon, got his lightning bolt, and, and left. Exactly. And he kept the lightning bolt. It's not like he yeah. returned it to right. the other um, Greek gods. He just pretty much kept it. Yeah. No apology. <laughs> he no. didn't go back there and say, hey, I, I'm sorry I killed Zeus. And, yeah. You know. It was all over the place. But things that came up that I thought was fun and entertaining was like the actors who played Thor. Yes. And played, and played Loki and stuff. So you had uh, Chris Hemsworth's brother playing him. You had, um, what's his name from Born Identity? Yeah. Who played, who played, um, yeah. played Loki. And it was interesting to see them guys on there again because they're always kind of entertaining. And then also for them to, another tragedy was happening with the kids being stolen and stuff so they were like you know maybe we could do a play play about this so i, I thought it was kind of neat and funny that the actors want was more concerned about their next play than they were about what was actually happening because so, they so i thought that was kind of because he had played in the previous mm -hmm. movie right he's in thor ragnarok yeah. when they did a play about loki sacrificing himself and they did a play in loki's honor matt and, damon matt, matt damon, damon that's yeah. it so it was good to see them so it was stuff like that was cool I thought the, the designs of the worlds were beautiful. They were like yes. epic, just like huge and, and just full. And, and I wish we could have seen more of it instead of all this just passing by, but it was just like really, really done well. It was interesting, the whole story with Jane Foster, I know it's from the comics and they did an interpretation of it. It was interesting the way they did it. It was cool to see her. I, I think I took it better than I thought I would because uh, it is, I don't know, man. It seemed like it's just been a thing lately of the characters that you go to see the movie for are, are getting replaced right in front of your eyes. So, yes. you, so like you go in for one thing and they're giving you something else. And it's like, well, that's not on the title or that's not. Yeah, that's not, the, they, they the do title is definitely a, a, a bait and switch. Right. Sure. right. It's like, you know, I thought I was going to go see this movie and here you go. I got the same name. Like, like we're joking around about the other Jason. Hey, I'm the new Jason. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. In a, in a weird way, it's it's like the, um, it's literally like the Matt Damon parody mockery of, of Thor, of Loki. It's right. actually like a, like a, I don't know if that was intended, but it's literally like that. Right. But on the bigger scale with the actual main characters. Right. Go see a Loki movie that's starring Matt Damon. And you're like, wait, huh? Yeah. It's Loki, right? Exactly. You remember this? Ha ha, yeah. this is Loki. Like, no, that's Matt Damon. So it's interesting. I won't say that I didn't like it. I will say it was entertaining, but it was a lot going on. And like I said, I think I have to review it again um, just so I can kind of take it in. It was just so much. And my mind is constantly kind of trying to trying to digest it all. And it's just a lot coming at me as far as the spectacle of it, the tone, the, the words coming out of their mouths, me trying to go along with the storyline, my feelings of the storyline, how I feel about the characters. It's just, a, it's a lot of work. It, and and I don't know, maybe just me and how my mind works, but it, just, it was just a lot. And um, I, I'll have to I'll have to see it again. Um, yeah, it's definitely something I'll have to see again. It's not that I don't want to see it again, but it's just, it's hard. It'll be hard for me to see it again, only for the fact that it's just, I just, I, the movie was entertaining, but it's just, it was hard for me to get through because it's just, it's almost like you're with, like a friend and the friend is like non-stop making jokes and mm -hmm. you're like can, dude can you just stop like can we can you okay stop being trying to be so funny all the time that's what i felt like the movie he kept trying to i don't know if he if he's af afraid that it was going to be too serious because yeah. of the subject matter there's but it's like heavy stuff going yeah on. there's a lot of heavy stuff but then at the same time 
there's a lot of stuff that happens that should be heavy, but yes. like the Zeus death, but it's just a throwaway. It felt yeah. like, you know. Or Jane Foster and her cancer situation. Yeah. Or the kids being kidnapped. Or the father losing his daughter. Like, it was a lot of heavy stuff, and it just kept on moving on. And, and I understand it moving on, but the way it moved on was very... It was a whole bunch of stuff that was done slight, you know, that I had never seen it handled that way. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's different if it was normally that's how you kind of deal with certain, something like that. But it's almost kind of like everything, all that heavy stuff just offset just so, like, you know, like whatever. Like I said, they took out Zeus. And, and it was just like... I would even accept some some reactions from all the other gods. Yes. Like a whole hushing of the whole cathedral, just kind of like getting quieter. Like, what does this mean? They and, just left. And, and the thing that made it hard for me on the Zeus uh, death is that Zeus's character, usually that'll happen to like a person, a character that deserves it, either a villain or, or just someone that's so much of a jerk that like you're almost relieved. The Zeus character was a likable character up until that point where the Zeus character wasn't exactly like a bad guy. Right. They just, he didn't want to do what Thor was asking. Yeah. And that was his choice. So yes. Thor actually looked like a bad guy by doing that, yeah. by actually killing him. Because the odd thing is, is Thor retaliating was because of a reaction to what Zeus did to Korg. But the odd thing is, is even when he did that to Korg, for some reason, I didn't have any feeling about not that I didn't like Korg but I just had this feeling that Korg wasn't really gonna die because right. his character was just so verbal and jokey that like it just and, and up to that point I just felt like the director is not gonna like the director was almost afraid to really kill off anybody because he yeah. wanted to maintain a good feeling from the audience right. I mean even at the very I don't know if you want me to reveal it but the very end with Jane Foster, yeah. even with that, it's just like I felt like that's like when it's one of the things that I don't like with those type of movies where if you're gonna give me a death, mm -hmm. just keep it a death. Right, right, right. I don't like this like that this person can come back. I, I don't don't toy and yo-yo with my emotions. Right when somebody dies they should die and then the, the the sacredness of the feeling of sadness should be kept at that i don't right. like this like oh they can come back like uh, that i right. that's i feel like that's like just it's a cheating it's a cheating way of doing things in, in storytelling in my opinion i don't like yeah. that i've never liked that but well, then that's my own personal thing no, on that i get it i get it the thing that surprised me that i thought was entertaining and funny which i wouldn't have thought Thor's relationship with Stormbreaker and Stormbreaker was... being jealous and acting up and having an attitude and Thor will see something wrong and the next thing you know out the side of the screen Stormbreaker kind of coasting towards his face as if it's going to attack him yeah. because he's jealous because he sees like you know Mjolnir back and it's just kind of like hey it's like you're talking about the old girlfriend for a friend and the new girlfriend walks in on you or some mess like that so it was kind of funny how they played that. I thought that was entertaining. To be honest with everything else going on, I wouldn't mind that being the light thing that just kind of comes up to kind of break the tension versus every situation being broken in some weird kind of way to, to kind of get past it. Yes, you know? yes. But I thought that was funny. And I kind of like seeing Valkyrie and how she kind of handled being king um, of New Asgard. I thought that was kind of interesting. And I, I, it was good to see her again. 
Um, like I said, it's good to see Jane Foster and, and that. And it was interesting the way they dealt with it. The graphics were pretty dope, especially when he went to that that negative planet thing or whatever that was it was. Good. Yeah, and that I love the fact that with their weapons lighting up was the only source of color and everything else was still muted and grayed out. But if the, you know, like Stormbreaker was, was lit up, then you see like a little hint of, you know, red or blue or whatever that was near the light source. And the rest of it was grayed out. So that was pretty neat. Then a good amount of action and stuff. I think the action scenes were better than they were on the last one as far as not cutting in the middle of the of the action. Like somebody's jumping up and then they get to the peak and then it just yes, cuts off. Yes. At least they can finish the, the flow of yeah. the battle. Even though some of them, some of the battles seem like they're a little mucky a little bit. So I have to see them again, but they look kind of mucky. But at least they were complete versus like cutting in the middle of the action. So, but yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, action-wise, it it was it, the action scenes were great, and also the the cinematography and the color and mm -hmm. like um, the different special effects, the stuff. special effects and the realms that they were went to, all very beautiful and and well shot, and um, definitely one of the stronger parts of the movie. Um, I'm gonna go back and complain again. One thing again that I thought was another weak part of the movie was um, connected with the kids being taken was the whole thing about a new Asgard on Earth where all the trouble starts happening and I just felt like it would have just been better if like I said if, if they just focused on the God Butcher yeah. and showing at least some scenes where he's actually killing the other gods because there's also no reference point where when and when when he's finally defeated mm -hmm. just how powerful he is because you never aside from the first god he kills which is kind of like a weak sneak attack right you never see him fight against all, all these other gods to see just how powerful and why zeus and those other gods were scared of him not just because of the sword right but because he was really supposed to be really powerful but you never got that reference point all That's you true. get is that Thor has a hard time with him and he needs Jane and Valkyrie to help him but you don't get the gravitas of how strong he really is to show you know like in the standard movies where the villain is stepping is going through the different levels where you're seeing right. the villain is like the ultimate villain because they're defeating these other adversaries that are powerful themselves so you wonder right. okay so how is Thor going to be able to because, you know, that god that he just killed seems like he was more powerful than Thor would have been. Yeah. Stuff like that. that and then I also, thought... what was the proof of the other gods being the same? That's true, too. That's very, that's, a, that's a big stretch to think all gods would be like that. Because that guy was very dismissive to the point where I was kind of taken back by it. I'm like, oh, that's interesting that, that he's like that. But to assume every god would be like that. And then we didn't get confirmation of other gods probably being kind of like that until we saw Zeus. But that was so far later on in the yes, movie. Yes. If we would have saw that earlier, they'd be like, yeah, them folks have it coming. Yeah. But that god that he came across was the only one of reference, really. And so there, I would assume all of them would be the same. There was only the one giant, if you remember, the giant creature mm -hmm. that was all like destroyed or fallen. Yeah. Giant. Yeah. gigantic so you think oh this looks like a ferocious god yeah. but that was thrown off by thor saying one of the nicest gods you will ever meet so yeah. it's like so then he's not really like did he really defeat a powerful god or did he just defeat like a god that's just a giant god but it's actually really nice cuddly you know not very dangerous like right. it's just 
that's the one thing that I wish that because I thought that Christian Bale was a great actor and yes. he was great in this movie. Yes. He was wasted in this movie because it's like he'll it's like he'll say this powerful line and then all of a sudden there's a joke and a quip and it just totally just mm. kind of glosses over like he's like a serious good actor and it's like you're you're just burying him in jokes. He's like he's mm. being serious, but then you're trying to like you know, you're throwing like a piece of fruit at him, right. but it's like this is Christian Bale. He's a great actor. You're you're kind of wasting him as a villain, is what I thought. Yeah. So, but you know, hmm. but you know, I it was an entertaining movie. I liked the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna give it a negative thing. I'm just, yeah. but I just wish that the director made it a little bit more serious with the, the subject matter and with Christian Bale being in it because I was looking forward to really seeing it because he's one of my favorite actors in terms in the genre he's just so good at whatever role he yeah you know he fills in right right um, that I just feel like it was unfortunate that it, I feel like it was kind of wasted yeah. he, meaning you could have you could have probably used any other actor to play the god butcher mm -hmm. and it would have been the same because the jokes would have also <laughs> would have also muted them as well so yeah. why you know you could have just used somebody that could have been just the same thing and it would have been the same effect because yeah. it would have you know the, the seriousness kind of got fizzled out by the humor but that it's still a good yeah. movie yeah, in terms yeah. of entertainment yeah, I enjoyed it as well I know Thor Ragnarok was a, a jolt for me and with this one they kind of leaned into it even more so I thought that was very interesting so I think that if that was a shock seeing Thor Ragnarok because Thor Ragnarok with time I started enjoying it more but when I first saw it it was a lot to take in and I feel the same way about this one it leaned in more of the, the style and the comedy and all that other kind of stuff so I think it's going to be one that I'll appreciate more after more viewing but it was a lot to take in and yes. it's a different rhythm and if you're not expecting it or up to speed with it it will drag you along and so i think when i see it again i'll be better prepared for it and i'll be able maybe maybe i'll feel the same about it maybe maybe i might give a little bit more leeway but it was once again i was trying to chase the train i i got that sense too from the audience where the audience was trying to catch up because yeah. it's like a lot of stuff was just kind of whizzing by so fast right. and a lot of the clips were just going by so fast that I felt like the director didn't allow like kind of like just like that pause mm -hmm. to, to allow things to kind of sink in like the movie was constantly just trying to like just jump and just bombard you with like okay here's the next set of things that's going on and mm -hmm. here's the next clip like just a little bit more pausing would have just helped in terms of I think the audience I could sense the audience they, they were laughing but yeah. again like there were parts where like when Zeus got killed it's like nobody knew what to do yeah with that. I know if you're supposed to laugh it, at that or not because like, it's a what? big deal but yeah. the way it happened to him and he just it falls was, off in the distance it was kind of like... a brutal way like it's right. not there wasn't anything funny where it's almost like again like I felt yeah. actually angry at Thor more yeah. than you know, because it's like it didn't feel, it still didn't feel justified because even if Korg was going to get killed, yeah. Zeus was only acting in defense of Thor and the crew trying to really force them to do something that they didn't want to do. Right, right. So that's... Yeah. Like I said, all those moments, like I said, like even when he got the fruit thrown at him, I didn't understand if, was that supposed to be funny? Like you could laugh at it and be right or you could laugh at it and be wrong. 
Yeah, and it's like this grieving father is begging for it, mercy and help, and the person you're looking for help for throws something at you. Yeah, like, I, yeah, is that a joke or is that? I, I don't know because it's hard to the, tell. You, you just saw the father lose a yeah. daughter. Are you supposed? Is, was that supposed to make you angry? But then it was done in such a way that I think they're they were trying to make the audience laugh. Yeah, it, it, it was interesting. To wrap this up, what's your final thoughts? Your final words on it? Good movie, uh, okay. entertaining movie, but in terms of like a diehard serious Thor fan, it might disappoint those fans who are expecting this movie to be like the comic, the Thor God Butcher graphic novel. Take some some of that, but it's it's not as serious. Okay. So those who will enjoy the movie, I think, should just enjoy it on the superficial level that it's just meant to be just you know like cotton candy it's just it's mm. a it's it's just to enjoy visually but not to really take seriously okay and i enjoyed it as well i say it's a lot going on i said the tone is all over the place i will admit that this director did give new life to the thor character in his world which i appreciate but it's almost kind of like sometimes stuff just goes a little too far a little off the rails sometimes all these movies lately, especially like with Doctor Strange as well, just, all these yes. movies just seem to be just just different as advertised. And, yeah. and, and I'm trying not to be killjoy or anything like that. And I try to be fair. I try to be open when I watch these things, but I can't help but notice, you know, how the sausage is made. Um, yeah. I like when I could just watch. And I see a lot of stuff, and I, I try to be open. And I might know how something is done or whatever. And regardless, I'll appreciate it for what it is. But sometimes when you just see certain things just put in there a certain kind of way or brought up yeah. or characters introduced or situations that they're going through that you just know that somebody shoved that on somebody's desk and be like hey fit that in there it just feels like that yeah i'm kind of insulted by it i'm like don't do me like that you know i shouldn't see your protocol yeah i'd like to say that like just because that's a perfect example that you brought up because dr strange in the madness movie is literally the same as this Thor movie in that they were advertised in a certain way but they actually were different and I think it was intentional I think yeah. they intentionally for both of these movies they, the director and the, all the people behind the movie the, these movies intended it to appear to be a certain type of movie right. but actually was a different movie I think it was intentional on yeah. their part because if yeah. people had known how the Doctor Strange or how this Thor movie is really going to be like, they'll still watch it, but I don't think it would be as popular. I don't think it would have the blockbuster numbers. People are going they, in from the idea they have of it in their head because of past history. Yes. They're going for the idea of the how you remembered that person, how you remembered that figure, that hero. We're coming in there based off of previous ideas of what we're yeah. going to go see. And it's not so much that for me that they don't have to make it like what the expectations are but I just feel like they knew what they were doing and they played on people's expectations and they pulled the rug a bait and switch. I, I literally think that both of these movies are a bait and switch. They're good movies to watch that doesn't yeah. take away from them being entertaining but in terms of what the expectations are they fall well short of what the expectations are because like i said i think these movies are both bait and switch movies in mm -hmm. terms of what the audience initially expected from the trailers and all the secret stuff that they saw before the movies actually were released right right this is an interesting one for sure 
I guess we both kind of recommend it. I know I want to see it again. Like I said, I'm sure I will. I'm going to definitely see it again. Well, it was great discussing with you, as always. Yeah, yeah, it's a great movie. I do recommend it as well. All right, so that was Jay and Joselito doing our open discussion right after seeing Thor, Love and Thunder. Until next time, peace. Take care. Hey, it's Jay. If you enjoyed my conversation with Joselito, check out our conversations where we talked about the movie The Norseman, Everything Everywhere All at Once, as well as the latest Dune movie. Thanks for listening. Until next time, peace.